Hello and thank you for listening to episode 207 of 60 Minutes with. I'm Dave and this is the Decade of Decadence show for November 2019. So of course I am joined by my fellow co-host and he is the man for whom November is his birthday month. Woo! It's Tom. Hello. Oh, yeah, it is. Hello. <laughs> it's just, Are you not all set? With every passing year, it becomes more and more of a chore. <laughs> November the 30th, if I do remember rightly. Yeah, two. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on a Saturday this year. So, yeah, two weeks on Saturday as we record. Oh, nice. No, one week. One week on Saturday. Oh, Jesus. It's even closer. <laughs> You're even older than you thought you were. Yeah. Oh, I just aged a week in a, about five seconds. <laughs> what it's like when you get to this age isn't it oh god tell me about it you know how i am not i don't know just like resembling nothing less than a thousand year old mummy at this point i've got no idea i don't know (laughs) anything planned anything planned birthday plans anything like that i think i'm going to london um just just to get out of the get out of the city out of norwich Mm. out of the city out of norwich that city (laughs) um to be honest yeah like just I didn't know what to do. I had like, literally nothing planned up to about last week or about a week and a half ago. And I was just like, oh, I might do like a ask around my friends in London. Hmm. Um, and there's enough of them that should be about. So I'll go down there for the night, stay at friends and then come back the next day. I'm, I'm cat sitting for Dr. Tom as well over the birthday period. So uh, I've, I'll just have a general change of scenery for, for the time. So, yeah, yeah. nothing too, uh, too exciting. This is it, though. I think as you get older as well, birthdays do seem to get sort of less exciting and more. Yeah. You're just more thankful that you've hit another one. (laughs) As opposed to the alternative. It's, well, at least I'm still here. (laughs) This or death. Yes. So I'll take this. Uh, we were just talking before we started recording uh, of how our stuff section may be a little bit shorter than usual. I've really only got one thing to talk about, mate. Um, I mean, the main thing that's happened since we last recorded, you obviously know about, and it's all work-related and blah, 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 which is not going to be interesting whatsoever for people listening. Um, so I'm not even going to talk about that. The only thing I would like to talk about is I saw Don Johnson on Breakfast TV over here in the UK. It was a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, I saw bits of that for some reason. Uh, yeah, he he really did hint, strongly hint, at them coming back with another series of Miami Vice. And this isn't like... Yeah, a, they're talking, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's not like a reboot or a remake or a reimagining. It's like continuing with the same characters and the yeah. same actors, which we've talked about before. I mean, we've said, you know, there's this Escape from New York reboot or whatever they're going to call it. Um and I would much rather them continue with the same characters, like Escape from New York. Bring back Kurt Russell as an old grizzled Snake Plissken rather than remaking it. I'd yeah, I mean, the Rock that. can be in it. Like Dwayne Johnson can be in it, but mm. like, must be a different character. Exactly. Yeah, and I think the same thing with uh, Big Trouble in Little China. There's so many like '80s movies that the rebooting, remaking, reimagining. Oh yeah, Dwayne Johnson was Big Trouble in Little China, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah, they should just, just yeah. yeah, bring back the original actors and make it, you know, set many years later. It's far more interesting. Like, did you know, again, prime examples, you know, Rocky Balboa and the Creed movies. Um, uh, oh, my God, I did have another one in mind and I've completely forgotten it now, where it's an older character and they come back and do that. Um, well, another sly one, Rambo, because there was talk of another remake of that, wasn't there? Yeah. And, come, and while, you know, the latest one, we said in you know in the last show that it's it's not the best Rambo, but I'd, mm. I'd rather than do that, mate, than than just remake it. So yeah, I'm interested. Miami Vice with older characters, Crockett and Tubbs. Yeah, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting. Mm. Will he still wear those jackets with like the turned up sleeves though? That's what I want to know. I hope so. Like you just stuck in the past. Everyone's just normally <laughs> just like, got their like, pastel colours on. Oh, shoulder pads. Oh yes, that'd be no socks. Yeah, on the yacht still, and the yachts. I'd love it if the yachts like really sort of grubby that they're on and (laughs) (laughs) seen better days. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I hope they do. It'd be you know interesting. Yeah, definitely, Mm. definitely. Uh, And that's my stuff section done and dusted. Obviously, this was kind of inevitable, like considering the movie came out earlier this year and reaction to it, the positive reaction to it. Um, Motley Crue are coming back. 
what? I've not seen this anywhere. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. The, um, I'm sure you remember five years ago they did the whole press conference where they signed a contract saying yeah, it's yeah, yeah. going to happen only if they all agreed to do it. But that was going to be a cold day in hell because they just didn't want to do it. Obviously, the dirt came out this year in was it March, April time on Netflix and yeah. did really well, really well. Turned on to a lot of new people to Motley Crue, and obviously there's a payday in there. So they're doing a stadium tour with Def Leppard and I want to say Poison as well in America. Um, oh, next summer god knows if it'll come over here or not but yeah so they did a video i haven't seen the video but apparently like they blew up the contract <laughs> and then they're just yeah they're gonna do another tour well i didn't know that mate you've you've informed me about that i've got to admit though if they did come over here i'd go and watch them again yeah yeah like you know like, i didn't see them on the last tour so the last time i saw them was like 2007 mm. 2009 something like that so um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would, uh, I would definitely think about seeing them. But uh, yeah, it's just like these, these bands and their farewell tours. I know the never-ending farewell. It's like Ozzy's doing his uh, No More Tours two. Yeah, it keeps kept getting postponed, didn't it? Yeah, because of his ill health. Like, oh, isn't that you know a sign? Hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see if it heads over this side of the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, in one way it's good because, you know, always another chance to watch them. But then it does sort of go, another farewell tour? It is becoming a bit of a joke with these farewell tour tours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, right. I shall uh, watch the video once we finish recording then see what they've got yeah. to say. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to bring up, um, I didn't know whether to bring it up of you before we recorded or record it on air because it could be a thing where I like, listen back in a year and be like, oh, well, that didn't pan out at all, did it? <laughs> But and this wouldn't this to you shouldn't come as a juddering shock. Um, but after Christmas, I'm going to start looking at for jobs in London. Oh, uh, yeah, with obviously a plan to move to London. Oh, so um, yeah, I've been in Norwich for this is ten years this year. I've lived in Norwich and I like Norwich and I'm not desperate to leave Norwich. So it's going to be a, you know, it's not going to be like I need to get out. I need to get out. I need to be gone by the end of February or any, anywhere anything like that. But mm. um. I feel like it's time to make a change, and you know how often I'm down there. So, um, oh god, yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's not just the wrestling stuff. That's not just the Eve stuff. That's just everything. So, um, yeah, I want to, tr um, I'll try and transition out of retail, obviously, because when I moved to Norwich, I just got a transfer from the supermarket I worked in in Fetford to one of their branches in Norwich with a plan to be like, well, I'll do that, and then I'll get another job, and I never did. And I <laughs> applied for about, I think I applied for about two jobs. <laughs> so gonna do it the other way around um like applying for jobs like just looking on job websites recently it's just like it seems to be a lot easier as in not to get the jobs but like it's all you know you just upload your cv and stuff like that oh yeah it's a lot easier now definitely so, so um yeah um there will be i'm sure there'll be updates but um mm. yeah there's, there's definitely more to do like you said isn't there in london than well i was gonna say the norwich but like anywhere everything that comes everything's in london isn't it? everything so, yeah everything you know, i'm not like i'm not like a million miles away you know like um obviously i'm, I'm going down well god i'm just going down there for my birthday next saturday and that's not a big thing for me just nip down to london it's two hours on the train sometimes it's 90 minutes and like that used to sound a lot to me and now it's just i've got a book i'll just sit there and i'll look up and i'll oh cool i'm here so um <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's um, you know like and and like we've got there's the eve shows like there's one more this year and then there's like two in january and february dr tom and i are going to see a, a synthwave band um on valentine's day romantic um mm. in london um i'm thinking about you know just, just stuff i'm doing in london mm. you know i'm going to see um uh to kill a mockingbird in june you know you know i got just you know movie stuff theater stuff gigs i'm just like it's a big, I'm a bit like, I'm flitting between like excitement and like, uh, <laughs> I'm bricking it a little bit because it's a hell of a jump. But um, yeah, I've got to do something. I'm like feeling like I'm growing stagnant and, you know, I'm 37 in, in a week. Mm. And I feel like this is, you know, before it gets, I don't want to be the sort of middle-aged parody, like clinging onto youth. I've got, you know, I'm aware of how much time I have to act <laughs> irresponsibly i have lived and you know like you could, you could i could do it till i'm 60 but i don't want to be that 
you know that one so while i'm still while i've still got my 30s i've still got several years of my 30s left i feel like i should try and get down there you're gonna do it you're gonna do it what yeah, I th- so- we should put it out there then you know anybody listening to this any job vacancies anywhere around London? Do you go? Tom's your man. Yeah, man. I'm thinking like customer service role, customer service assistance. I just want a, a nine to five Monday to Friday thing, um, really. But uh, yeah, I think customer service. I've been in retail for so long. Mm. That's a natural transition because that's all I do is talk to people. Yes. <laughs> so and help people. So um, yeah, mm. yeah. Lovely. Hopefully exciting times. But yeah, I, I, I need a change. So. Oh, here we go. That part one of the ongoing story of uh, yeah, obviously London, part mate. two won't be till for another a couple of shows now. Whether um, I guess there won't be much to report in January, like it will be spruce up my CV hmm. and start. But yeah, you never know. You don't know how quickly it's going to happen. I've got no, I've got no timetable for you know. I want it done by, but um, yeah, mm, nice one, mate. Which yeah, uh, yeah. Look but, forward but, to but, updates. Talking of London, I will touch on. I just said what I was doing, like this, you know, stuff like going to gigs. Every gig I'm going to with Doctor Tom. There's, a, um, I paid you um, when I was uh, when I visited a couple of months ago, um, or a month, whenever it was, October, it wasn't mm-hmm. it's just last month. Um, Dance with the Dead, they're one that did the remixes of like Holiday Road and that, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. With, which had the more guitar stuff. Yeah, that's who we're seeing. Um, they're very good synthwave slash rock band. So uh, mm. check them out as well because there's there's some good stuff there. But, um, Should be good. Yeah, and I'm also circling the idea because I'm obviously going to get some birthday money in a week. I'm just like, I might get a ticket to see Steve Martin and Martin Short at Royal Albert Hall in March. Yeah, I saw that. And if anybody listening hasn't seen the, I think it was Netflix, yeah, program, yeah. it is hilarious. It's very, very <clears> good. <throat> I mean, yeah. Just the honour of seeing those two in person would be... You know, you know, like there's still decent price tickets. You know, like I think the cheapest is fifty, and it goes up to hundred and forty. I'd probably sit somewhere in the middle, but um, on yeah. that scale, the chance but... to see them, it's you know, yeah. it's not like a an everyday occurrence, especially over here in the UK as well. Oh, I don't even God. think in America. You know, yeah. it, it's it's that often that they've done this. You know, is it the first time? I don't know. I, but the I, chemistry I, between together, them, definitely. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure together this is the first time they've done yeah. it. Really, so, really good. Um, yeah, that's what I'm circling it with birthday money. But uh, that should be good. 80s related, obviously. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to think, is there anything else? Like life-changing news and <laughs> stuff. Or potentially life-changing news. As I say, I don't want to be like, like, if I, like, I ever listen back to this in a year and be like, oh, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You've got to give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like, like, ultimately, I think it will, mm. like, I'm not shit. <laughs> <or anything. So laughs> yeah, don't put that on your CV. I'm a bit yeah, shit. You won't get um, another job that way, mate. Yeah, and like obviously, I've I'm pretty decent at what I do. So you know, mm, you who knows? Who knows? So yeah, yeah that's going to happen. And I've just that I'm, I'm just staying with this, trying to also think at the same time as there's any more things, and I don't think no. We did say it would be quite light on the stuff. Section. Yeah, the yeah. stuff, the things, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there is, which is uh, mm-hmm. well, it's not unfortunate. It is what it is. Oh it yeah, is. so I'm not going to Wales next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's all sorts of things happening, and a lot of that's to do with me and what I said with. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's you know, uh, we. But I've just did. I've just like look, the money. I was just like, why did I think mm. I could afford this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The time of a year yeah because as we record like i'm not even sure if i'm going to get to for the love of sci-fi yet yeah on your own yeah, yeah so things are up in the air um i'm sure by but, you know this is in a good way i think you know oh yeah yeah considering what's obviously you don't want to say too much on it, but you know considering everything that's happened this is things are up in the air hmm. in a good way in a good way yeah yeah definitely yeah things are on the up so uh fingers crossed can get to it but no more in a few weeks, so I'm sure everybody listening, you know, just look, uh, just look online uh, and listen to our next show, and there'll be news one way or the other about it. Uh, and if yeah. not, you know, we've said before, monopoly, monopoly events do so many uh, oh, yeah. events. In fact, as we record, what is it now? It's twenty five past seven. I'm sure that they said there was going to be an announcement from their Comic Con event, which is happening, I think, in March next year. And there was going to be I'm a guest announcement at 7pm. Well, the clues were pretty obvious. Um, yeah, it did seem kind of obvious. Um, yeah, I'm assuming it's Melissa Joan Hart. That's what I thought, yeah, from the clues. Um, just, um, Which, um, truth be told, 
I'm not too bothered about meeting her personally, but I know it's like a big deal. Lots of people would love to meet her. Um, um, I, have, I can't see anything. Okay. We shall keep an eye on it as we record. There might be a live update as we record. Shall we Shall we move on then to to the two movie picks? Oh, the two movie picks, less, absolutely. Okay then, let's come back in a minute after this. A galactic troubleshooter summoned to the forbidden world, held in an icy grip of fear by a weird biological mutation. Part alien, part human, all nightmare. Reproduce. This is an a priority high security research facility. Actually, it's a scientist's dream. then my first time watch pick was from 1982 forbidden world which is currently a 5.2 on imdb from 3567 reviews the synopsis for it is in the distant future a federation marshal arrives at a research lab on a remote planet where a genetic experiment has gotten loose and begins feeding on the dwindling scientific group not very original i'll grant you um did, one of the reasons I picked it was it is 77 minutes long. Uh, so it's a nice short one to get out of the way. Watching it again, mate, you know what? I'm not sure if if I watched it or not. I cannot remember at all because I, I can't remember a thing about it. I watched it before, you mean? Yeah, yeah. If I watched it, like, <laughs> I might have watched it once on VHS, but if I did... It's just the sort of thing that, like, knowing what you watch and your yeah. taste, like, being the sort of thing, like, there's so many, like... Well, I'll just get it out of the way. There's so many alien rip-offs yeah. floating around at that time. Yeah, this could have slid through the cracks and you've completely forgotten its existence. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, cheap and cheerful, shall we say. Very yeah, cheap like, and cheerful. Um, you know, it's cheap and, you know, there's like the sets are uh, oh, you know, okay. basically just set on these, <laughs> in these sets in the ship. The, the sets in the ship, I've got to say, did you notice the way uh, the, the the set dressing for the, the interior of the spaceships. What was on the walls for it? Because <laughs> I paused it, me and Tina were in hysterics. The, the biggest thing that they use, you know, and it's not boxes that eggs come in, you know, like the cardboard trays that oh, eggs yeah, come yeah. in. There was loads of them, like, glued to the wall. Most of them not even painted. It was just that grey sort of cardboardy colour that they come in. There was a load of them. Uh, that was the most popular. The second most popular way to um, to dress the walls of the spaceships was take away um, like polystyrene boxes. And then there was one wall, and they linger on it was bubble wrap, <laughs> which a load of them had burst. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, this is like proper put together really, really quickly and really cheap. Uh, but having said that, I liked the way it looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've seen far worse you know for oh, oh, sci-fi yeah. films you know the way that it's uh, especially with this budget the way that they've done it you know they use the money well that they've got um and it is it's this marshal arrives at a research lab and it is alien gone wrong they've been messing around it's mutated uh and then it escapes and they kill people and that's the story basically and they've got to catch it before it kills everybody uh the way that when he arrives at this research lab They've, and it's they've said I think it's gone oh it's gone into the incubator, and this incubator it's got this big like perspex flap at the bottom, which they haven't locked or anything they've just left it because <laughs> a guy leans into he just opens it up and leans it like you would do with something that you know is dangerous, 
because it set it up that it's already killed like a shitload of stuff. There's blood everywhere. And he, he yeah. sticks oh, yeah. his head yeah. in, doesn't he, into this incubator right underneath this mutant thing. And yeah, he gets what really deserved and it lands on his face. Because I thought, you yeah. stupid bugger doing that. Um, it started really weird because it started with like a really, really quick montage of what's to come. It showed you the entire movie in like yeah, about 30 that, seconds, yeah. didn't it? Uh, of which one of the plus you do get, you know, quick flash of boobs so there is bare boobs within the first like yeah, minute of the like, film flash things it's like i don't know if he's saying it or what but because he's he's been in a cryo sleep pretty much and um i'm just like well there's a lot of nudity to come in this <laughs> is this what he's been dreaming of because there's like there's two naked women together and you think oh, is this is the thoughts that have got disturbed like you said he's been reawakened um but it's all stuff that that's gonna happen in the movie uh there's the, a there's a bot, isn't there? There's a the droid. Sam. Yeah, Sam. Uh, now, this is rivaling Star Crash with how <laughs> much can you get a robot to look like a stormtrooper? Exactly. Without yeah. getting sued. Because, God almighty, this was... And it had the voice of a child as well, didn't it? Yeah, that was kind of weird. But, like, no, no one ever, like, they just talked it like it was a man. Like, I don't know if it was a male... Or female, like a boy or a girl, but it was like very hmm. a childlike voice on it. And every time they got bored of it, they just switched it off. It was literally a scene halfway through the film where it's just stood there, and the, this guy, the main guy, just comes up to it, turns on, "You're right, yes." Turns it back <laughs> off again. <laughs> and the thing yeah, is, it's, like it's not. Like, it's his. It's his robot. So you'd think it's only him that could turn it off and on. But then further on in the movie, somebody else. Like has had enough and turns the robot off because it's two buttons on the front that you press and it's like well any, anybody can turn it off so it's like what's the, what's the point in that? <laughs> he lost interest in that robot so quickly when the science the, the, the science the, the women in the crew turned up it was just like that off. Oh yeah, so there's two women in the in this science crew uh, and one especially she delivered every line. <laughs> in the most like seductive way she was like almost like winking in slow motion and sort of subliminally saying fuck me in between each line she said really much subliminal like when she, like, they're being assigned to their rooms and she just appears at hers just like just wearing a bit of nightwear hanging off her boobs <laughs> and then opens the top up yes come to my room for some Research. Why don't you? And he's you? just like, okay. And then the poor guy who was assigning rooms, he's like, oh, you're supposed to go in that. And then just watches them when he's a uh, yeah. There's a guy. So it's, cam. it's voyeur cam. It is. It is. It's an overdrawn sort of sex scene that's a bit yeah cringy. for a 77 minute long film. This was a long sex scene. Yeah, I think probably at least like 10 minutes of it is nudity. Uh, which could well have a lot of our listeners rushing to watch it. Uh, but yeah, the guy, one of the the other science crews, I mean, like, why are the cameras in like her bedroom? And he's just sat there playing with this spinning toy. I remember them, like this light up spinning toy that's on a bit of string that you, you pull and it spins and lights up and it makes sort of a, a whirring sound. And then they cut the sound of that to like the, the music track that's happening in the film as well but it's like ooh, it's very yeah creepy and like voyeuristic as you said yeah mm, mm. uh yeah, yeah but, but that's not enough for the main guy though is it you know he has to have both of them because the other woman on the crew she's oh, one like... cold enough to be his daughter <laughs> there's no age like it's age appropriate yeah it didn't exist back then did it it didn't you probably even could even have been like his granddaughter at a push. And again, it's just like this thing in all these films. It's like, you're the most attractive looking bloke. <laughs> and he's got terrible fake scars all over him. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, mm, he just stuck on in his room to get some pity. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that was where like the aliens about on the ship and she's having her um, quiet sauna time. Basically, that's what it is. Yeah. So she's got a kit off and she's just like lying on her towel in the sauna and he just bundles in and it's just like, and she's like, oh, get out of here. Like the, the obvious reaction, you know, I'm naked. You're, 
this creepy old man who's just like bumbled into the into the sauna, and he was just like, "Oh, the alien's loose, and I'm looking for him." So I was just checking you right, and she goes, "Oh, in that case," then she just drops her towel and starts making out with him. Like, Brilliant. <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it took. Just go to like any, I don't know, anywhere where there's a sauna place and just wander into the female section. Say you're looking for an alien and, you know, Bob's your uncle. I've got one better. I could be like, I just saw Prince Andrew. (laughs) I'm just making sure he's not here. Oh, Tom, thank you. Yeah, you've saved me from him. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, just watch out for the alien slime landing from above. Well, well, from Prince Andrew. <laughs> for, for, yes. Well, they say they're lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a whole new sequel waiting to happen now. <laughs> yeah, do like a mashup with the Crown and the makers of <laughs> Forbidden World. Yeah, Forbidden Crown. <laughs> the Forbidden Crown. Film it. Film it. Um. <laughs> uh, I've got to admit, mate, I mean, obviously, because of the time that it was made, <clears throat> early 80s, uh, practical effects. And again, considering the budget was low, it's I, I love the effects in it. I mean, we you know, we've said before, yeah, we, we yeah. have, you know, it, we do love the practical effects. And um, it's it's quite gory in places as well. Yeah, it's like, it's gore, like the guy who stuck his head in, you know, like I liked the effect that his head was, you know, the forehead was also like burrowed through. Hmm. That was good, you know, like the gore. It's just like gloopy, gooey. There's a lot of gloop. gore. The creature, like when it divides and stuff, and it's all just gloopy and gooey and stuff. And yeah, yeah. For the for the obviously cheap budget, obviously a lot of that money has gone into the creature and the gore. Yeah, because the alien is is turning people into pure protein, isn't it? So that it has this like food source, which the science yeah. lab we should have said as well. Excuse me. That's the silent the science lab. One of the experiments they were doing, they were trying to like um, on food, to try, you know, to try and get more food source for humans and everything. And it all mutated, so this alien is just turning people into pure protein and everything, which does turn them just into gloop eventually. But the process of them going from a human that's been killed, and like you said, somebody's had the head crushed right in and everything. To this one that you just see, and it's just a pile of all this like slime on the table, and then that divides on itself. Just like it does look good, just look good, mm. Mm. yeah. Especially considering, like, you know, this is a cheap movie, and yeah, so fact that they have, like this bit looks good is you know, yeah. at least it's... But even like you know, we've said for a 77 minute film, there's so much like taken up with like really dodgy sex scenes, um, a lot of just exposition. The story itself could have been told. It could have been like a half-hour special on a TV show. Yeah, it's really strung out. Even for seventy-seven minutes, it's. I didn't really feel like it out. dragged. No, because we've had like we've chosen like we've purposely chosen short films before, like your eighty-minute stuff, and like it they've absolutely dragged longer than like The Irishman felt longer than that, for example. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, but this yeah this like it didn't fly past. It felt about seventy-seven minutes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think a plus for it. I mean, it's, it might be damning with faint praise, but I didn't like look at the time at any point, which, no. again, going back to some of the ones that we've watched quite recently, you know, within 10 minutes, you find yourself, like, constantly looking, oh, how long's to go? How long's to go? Uh, with this, I didn't at all. You know, it, I was thoroughly engaged in it, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it, I've got to admit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I enjoyed it when it was on. So this is more... I can like you say more than I can say for other stuff recently that we've chosen. Yeah, we have had to sit through some absolute garbage lately, haven't we? Yeah, this was that was my worry when you said you'd chosen this because just on the surface it's like oh no, it's just just it's another one of these sort of things from Prime and mm, it is uh, one of the writers as well uh, is Jim Winorski, who we yeah. we did uh, an interview show which will be when we did Eight's Pitch House and will be released as one of our you know remastered shows on 60 Minutes with um, and he was you know let's let's tease that upcoming show he was an absolute pleasure to talk to wasn't he yeah yeah so you know this it was good that oh there's Jim he wrote this so not you know and that of course doesn't big up our opinion of it just because you know we talked to one of the writers of it it's, it was yeah it's a good story good story to it thin a good story and enjoyable uh, and directed is directed by alan Hol- holzman or holtzman however you want to pronounce it 
um, who's got a pretty big filmography. He's edited 47 films, and mm. di- but only directed 21. So he's more of an editor than anything. Yeah. yeah. This was the first film that he directed. Oh. So again, for, you know, first yeah. time behind the yeah. camera. Can't complain. No, you know? no, not at all. Not no. at all. I mean, it's no fancy like camera moves or anything like that, but it, you know, does its job. Maybe lingers a little too much on the egg cartons <laughs> and the takeaway boxes and the uh, bubble wrap. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, it was it was it, it was good enough. Uh, I the cover of it again. We're talking of a time, you know, when coming up to like the days of uh, VHS and everything. Always great covers. I mean, the poster to this is really good. Um, you know, with like the naked woman with this alien almost like spider beast hovering above her looks really good it's one of those that you know you you would have seen it on the video shelves and go yeah looks good i'll pick it up uh i've not looked if i mean surely there's a dvd or maybe blu-ray release of it i haven't looked into that yet. judging by the picture quality i'm assuming there's at least a dvd like because it was decent it wasn't like vhs mm. quality times so. yeah it did look good yeah and we've had that a few times recently. When you were over, we, you know, we watched a few and there was that. Oh, what was the one? Demon Wind, was it? I yeah, think. that was like, that was HD. Like... Yeah. So, yeah. Have to have a look. It's one of the, if I saw it in like CEX for a few quid, I would pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else to say about it? I mean, like I say, there's, there's not, there's not a great deal that does happen in it. No, no, it's just basically what you think is going to happen. It's your alien rip-off where the, <coughs> uh, takes out the crew, but with more pointless nudity. <laughs> yeah. And cheaper sets, really. So, But no, it's watchable. It's worth a watch. Mm, it is. Uh, so that was first-time watch. Would you, at any point, re-watch it? I'd probably be one of those where I'd rewatch it if I'd forgotten I'd watched it, mm. like which you possibly have, um, <laughs> like in a few years, and I see it on Prime, and I just want to watch some sci-fi trash, and then maybe about forty minutes in, I'm just like, I've seen this, <laughs> yeah, um, not like consciously, not like I'm going to show my friends this film or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd rewatch it too, um, and like I said, if I saw it cheap enough in CX or Amazon or anywhere, I, I would buy it. It's it's not one. That I would never watch again. That's for sure. It's good enough going with it, uh, especially if the you know if the DVD or whatever had special features on it. I'd like to know more about the making of it and everything. That'd be good. A commentary would be good. Guy shoving a load of bubble wrap in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody buying a shitload of eggs from a supermarket because <laughs> he hadn't got enough to finish one wall of the spaceship. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, Forbidden World. Have I got any? No, I haven't got feedback on Forbidden World. But I do have feedback from listeners on our next film, which is your your rewatch pick, mate. Yes. Shall we move on to that then? Let's do it. Let's do it. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. If somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't be rude. Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? The worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. (laughs) But there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? Doc, I'll get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my town. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. 
Right, as I um, mentioned when we're talking about Forbidden World, we've picked a lot of rubbish recently. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fair to say, and like just awful dragging stuff. So I was just like, well, I need something like that's an absolute surefire win and we won't get bored with and we'll, and it'll just be amazing. So and I realised we've never spoken about Roadhouse. How could we have not? <laughs> it is, yeah, but the, the IMDb synopsis, if you don't know Roadhouse, is a tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. <laughs> that's it. That is your lot. Patrick Swayze, gone too soon, is Dalton, who's just the bouncer, the best bouncer, the head bouncer, Mm -hmm. and he's working at some some dive bar, and he's hired by, um, uh, what's his face, what's his face, Tillman, Mm -hmm. to uh, take on the double juice in his hometown, because it's just, it's just an absolute flea pit, fights, Drugs, prostitution. It's all going on. Stealing, everything. It's just, it's it's hemorrhaging money. Yeah. It's a small town overrun by a, an horrible businessman called Brad Wesley. <laughs> so in comes, in comes Pat to, to save the day and the bar and the town. And it's magnificent. I'm sure... Please... We've got to be preaching to the converted for this. If there's no, if there's people listening to this that have never watched Roadhouse, oh my god, what what a treat! Imagine never having seen it and watching it for the first time. Oh my god! Oh. Oh. <laughs> because I mean, so for argument's sake, then let's say you are watching it for the first time. Has it aged badly? You know, it's what thirty years old now. Um, like there's definitely, obviously, you know, you've got haircuts. Mm. And a few clothes. Yeah. But, like, it's not heavily 80s. Like, obviously, it is set, like, obviously, it came out in 1989, so it would have got filmed then or 88, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, because of its, it's mostly, you know, there's it's set in bars and it's just, like, you know, jeans and T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, it's not massive, not, like... No, I don't think it's dated too badly. I don't think it, even the soundtrack, the amazing soundtrack. I don't think that's dated. Yeah, because it's all, all like blues rock. It's not like yeah. a well, like synths back in now. But you know, it's not like you know cheesy eighties pop or anything, apart from one scene which is intentional. Yeah, um, yeah, it's all sort of like bluesy rock and stuff, which is you know doesn't really age because you know it's been around for you know decades. So. Hmm. Yeah, like it's it's a, it's clearly an eighties film, but you know you just look at you know the haircuts and stuff. You know there's some beautiful mullets in this movie. Oh, there's some amazing ones. Actually, that's a, a very slight tangent, mate. Uh, I was in town a few days ago, and this guy walked past. I hadn't got my phone with me. He had the most incredible mullet, and I wanted to take a picture for you. It was one of those, you know, the short spiky on the top. Oh, and, or one of those mullets, like proper Southern America mullets, short, spiky, short at the sides, and then obviously you know part at the back. And it was like yeah. it got the leather jacket on and everything. And I thought, oh, if only I could have taken a picture of Tom, you'd have. Nice. You know, you're one of the few people I know would appreciate a, a quality mullet. Beautiful, <laughs> some well, they're back, aren't they? Mullets, like um, they're sort of coming back in, especially uh, with women. Um, <laughs> The place where I get my hair cut, there's, um, it's got two different branches in Norwich. And one of them, um, she specialises in mullets. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they're, and they're not like... They are properly mullets as well, so they're actually coming back. <laughs> Everything comes back round, and now Everything it's does. of a mullet. Oh, right. I shall make sure to have my uh, my phone ready on camera and keep it with me. I was going to say, I thought you were going to... Imply that you might grow it out. Oh, now kind of gone kind of my mullet days. My my mullet days have been documented online many times between <laughs> bring, us. Yeah, bring back a mullet. That's what we asked. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. This doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it's dated. I'm, no. I'm sure there'll be loads of people who would just look at it as like this naff '80s film. But you look at some other stuff over time. Oh, this is aged far better, so... Yeah, a hell of a lot better, definitely. 
and it's just like I guess it's always a problem like when we like review talk about films that we love it's just like it's just really good and you should watch it <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Patrick Swayze is amazing you know halfway through Sam Elliott shows up you know and they're like an ass kicking duo of Sam and Pat oh, just... and, and Sam Elliott is amazing in it. He, he's you know well he's amazing in everything truth be told but yeah. his character is like you think Dalton's a cool character in this but Sam Elliott's cooler I reckon for me you know, he just He's like e- even with his bad leg and him limping along and he's beaten up. Yeah, he's still really good. He's still really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's just like it's it's just ridiculous. And the dialogue is like, my God, just some of the dialogue in it is ridiculous. <laughs> I used to be immortal. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is some cracking lines of dialogue in it. I've got to admit. And with Patrick Swayze, for me, though, I mean, he's one of those few actors. He can do this. And one of the, you know, the the running jokes of the film is, you know, I thought you were bigger, you know, because he's not like a huge guy. But he's this hard as nails cooler that's, you know, nobody messes with. So it is a running joke of people saying, well, I thought you'd be bigger. But he can convincingly play that kind of character. And he is, I'm not going to mess with him. And he's like, you know, look at him in uh, in Point Break as well. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking crazy crazy bastard. And he's like, he can do anything. And then you contrast that with like Ghost and obviously like Dirty Dancing and yeah, yeah. Tu Wong Fu, and it you know the other side, and it's like you know it's not just limited to you know he was never the action guy, he was never that just the romantic hero. He can like flip flop, you know, he could flip flop between anything, couldn't he, and be convincing as it as well. Yeah, my God, like one of his last best film like um, uh, performances even was um, like Donnie Darko, where he was like playing a you know, like the um, went to the schools. You know, like and gave them, you know, like the motivational speakers. That's it at the schools, and like turned mm. out he was a paedophile and stuff. Like, a, oh god, yeah. And he was brilliant in that. And he's just, he was just like, I know it's a cliche, but God, he was gone too soon. He was so good. I oh, he was. And it, you know what? It did piss me off a bit when I was watching it because he was like constantly smoking all the way through it. And then you think, because it was wasn't it like throat cancer related. Um, I can't remember to be honest. I th- off the top of my head, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody listening, but I think it was to do with that because I know there was a big thing in the papers because you know he'd lost so much weight towards the end and he looked you know yeah. he looked so bad, which was heartbreaking, and he carried on smoking. And I remember in, you know across the news and everywhere they're going, oh, he's still like smoking. And I guess at that point, he'd gone past the point of no return, and no matter what he did, you know he he knew his time was limited. But then watching this and knowing what's going to happen in the future, and I know like hindsight's twenty twenty, but you're going, oh, don't, don't have another fag, please, Patrick, don't. Yeah, and then he likes another. Yeah. Oh, you think fifty-seven? He was definitely gone too soon because he was. I think it. Yeah, in ten years, been just over ten years yeah. since he died as well. I really do but, think um, that he's, he is well was underrated by a lot of people yeah, as an actor. I really do. Yeah, he could absolutely do it all. Hmm. And it just makes uh, you wonder what you... I think he'd be good. You know, I could easily see him in, like, you know, the talk of Expendables 4, isn't it? I could see him. Yeah, he'd, him he'd, do, like, he'd probably film. have done... He might have even done it already, like... and But, you know, and just... Yeah, just done so much more. Yeah. But, uh, it would have good... If he was in an Expendables film and his character was called Dalton, that would have been cool. Yeah, it'd just have to be Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been... His, like, speciality is just, like, you know, hand-to-hand fighting. That would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nudity in this as well. We talked about it in Forbidden World. Nudity in this. But yeah, yeah. Mm. There was um, the love interest, Kelly Lynch, the doctor. Yeah. Who yeah. fell for him pretty quickly, as you would. Yeah. Well, look at him. <laughs> just one look at him. You know, he's there in the hospital. Next thing you know, you have your legs wrapped around him in his, uh, his farmyard barn upstairs. Yeah, oh, where he does his yoga and... Stretching and yeah, gets gets topless and sweaty quite a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and there's also the bad guy's girlfriend who's obviously gets beaten up by her off camera. 
she did a, like a strip when they were like just blew up the old guy's shop. Oh, oh my god! That's just reminded me. Whoever was responsible for the explosions in this film <laughs> surely got surely got fired afterwards because there's two really. I mean, there's quite a lot of explosions in it. It's eighties film for God's sake. So of course there's explosions, but there's two in particular, and the one where it's um, Red's um, shop, the, yes. like the car place. Once that. I mean, there is another car place that gets run over by a monster truck, but he sells like all the parts and everything. When oh, Red like shot, monster truck. It's just so tricky. There's <laughs> that's, a scene that's... where like a car, <laughs> like they pull up to the, I think it was a bad guy's house, and there's a car, and just like a monster truck just pulls up, and a guy in a suit gets out of it. There's <laughs> like no explanation. No. It's like, of course. Yeah, there you go. Have a look at this. But uh, <laughs> the explosions that Red when Red's place goes and like. Um, Patrick Swayze's character. Now, I don't know if it was him. I'm hoping it was a stunt double because it's quite a long shot. But there's a few characters that are making their way towards this building when it explodes. It is. It, there was too much explosions in there. Whatever explosive stuff they put in, they overdid it because please rewatch that. And the way that the people dive out of the way and the size of the explosion is incredible. And it's again uh, when the, the the farmer, the place where like um, Dalton's living, the farm building gets blown up. Again, it's like, went a little bit overboard there. It shouldn't yeah. have quite been that bad because it that was dangerous. But Red's building is just one of the most outrageous explosions I've ever seen. <laughs> It's, yeah, that was like a, outrageous oh. explosions. Yeah, good. Should that be on a Blu-ray case? Outrageous explosions. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it was. There was uh, almost an outrageous explosion when we saw Patrick Swayze topless. So. Oh, of course. How could you contain your outrageous explosion? Seeing that, and, and he ripped a man's throat out with his bare hands. Mm, he did, and you know what? That guy deserved it as well. Yeah, he used to fuck guys like him in prison. <laughs> and that's and that's not on. It's not on. And that guy was responsible. <laughs> was that? He was very naughty. Yeah, and the guy who got his uh, throat ripped out. He, well, he was responsible for the explosions. His character was. Yeah. So yeah, so, rip his rip his throat out. Sod him. And uh, um, the uh, oh, what's it? Um, Jeff Healy. Um, yeah, uh, and again, he's gone from us now. He, he died a few years ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's... But, like, how could he play like that when he was blind? I know, yeah, blind guy. So he sat down, he's got the guitar on his lap, strings facing upwards, obviously, and then it's almost, looking at him, it's like he's in the position of playing a piano, isn't he? And yeah. he's playing the guitar like that, and the way he plays it is just Wow. Incredible. incredible. He does a little bit of an act in it as well. He does some acting as well. Mm, yeah, like, he's, like, he's one of the characters in the films. Yeah. So. I remember after watching this for the first time that I did go out and start buying Jeff Healy albums. It was this film that started me off listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I've heard some of his stuff. It's really good, really mm, good. It is good. Um, yeah, fighting in it's really good. Uh, it's not... I mean, even we said, you know, a guy gets his throat ripped out, but it's not... Overly bloodthirsty. I don't think you see the actual throat. You know, you see him go for the throat, and then he pulls something back, and then he says a very short glimpse of like bloody, like where it would have been in his neck. Mm. But you don't really see him with a lump of throat. Well, I did on the uh, on the Netflix <laughs> version. I don't know if that was been cut. No, I because I watched it on the next Netflix version too. I have got it on DVD. But I watched the the next. I need it on Blu-ray. I like it. Won't be on Netflix forever, and I've only got it on. I only got the DVD. I need it in HD. I need that film in the best possible quality. Yeah, me too. Definitely, it is one of those you've got to you've got to buy on the best possible version of it. Definitely. And it's one of those where, like, I haven't seen it in two or three years, I guess, maybe a little less. And I just put it on. I was just like, oh my god, this film's brilliant. That's it. And I'm sure we've both we've both watched it into double figures. We must have done. Oh god, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I think that says a lot that we've rewatched it again, and it like we're still raving about it, going, "Oh my god, isn't this?" Yeah, amazing? you just like you almost forget how good it is. You do, you really do. Uh, have you seen the sequel, Roadhouse Two? Yeah, I was going to bring this up. No, <laughs> I've I own that on DVD. I've only ever seen it once, and that w that was a good few years ago. I can't remember a lot about it. All I remember is 
watching it going, oh, this is going to be so bad, and then quite enjoying it. <laughs> really? Really, yeah. I think Jake Busey's in it, isn't he? I mean, for me, that's a reason to watch anything. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's no about, Roadhouse, don't get me wrong. You know, it's, it's, it's about Dalton's son. Hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jake Busey's in it. Richard Norton's in it. Yes, he is the bad guy in it, if I remember rightly, yeah. I, I can't say I ever watch it, but, you know, like, knowing it's not awful. I do, night, yeah, you should. I do remember it finishing and going, well, that surprised me. That wasn't as shit as I thought it was. And again, maybe it's, you know, damning it with faint praise. But, yeah. Maybe I should watch it again and then just just to check. <laughs> it was actually I was just looking at the trivia about it. it. Actually, was supposed to be Patrick Swayze ret- um, returning to a role, but creative differences. Ah, okay. I had to rewrite it. I would have liked to have seen a fight between Patrick Swayze and Richard Norton. Oh, that would have been good because Richard Norton. There's a guy. There's a guy whose films we haven't covered. Well, yeah, the sixty no, minutes we with... were. I was <clears> trying <throat> to get him. I, was, I remember that was me. I was trying to get him to do, for an interview with. Ace Picture House. We got so close uh, as well, didn't we? Yeah, it was just for time differences. He's lived in Australia. Yeah. And just two, like, we just couldn't get a, a good time. I think we had one and then it fell through. So, yeah, it was one of those uh, sort of behind the scenes. Just oh, so yeah. close to get that, getting an interview with him, but uh, sadly not. We had quite a few of those, actually, back then, didn't we? So many interviews that, like, got, oh, so close and then didn't Yeah, it's really good ones, but... um. Yeah, Richard Norton was that'd have been really good. Mm. That was around about the time we talked to Cynthia Rothrock, so it's like on yeah. a thing. But uh, you know, one day if I see it on Netflix or Prime and I'm feeling curious and <laughs> Yeah, watch it. Um but yeah, it is, you know, how could anything be as good as the original when it's you know, you're talking about Roadhouse? Oh no, it's just not possible. No. That's not possible. And it is it's it's not you know, it's an hour fifty four. Just shy of two hours, and it flies yeah. by. It flies by for a two-hour film. Yes, it, it felt shorter than Forbidden World. I said about Forbidden World, that didn't drag or anything. But uh, no, it just flies past. You know what's coming. I guess that helps. And it's like, um, oh, it's this bit now and this bit yeah. now. And even though the bad guy in it is is almost like a you know a, a pantomime villain, almost it's yeah. so bad that you really do want to verbally boo the screen whenever he's on. Especially it. after Sam Elliott gets killed. Oh. oh dear! And it wasn't like, and I, I swear this happens every time when it like it isn't until he appears on screen. I'm like, oh shit, he gets killed off in this, doesn't he? You know, I sat with Tina, and of course Tina's watched it, you know, numerous times as well. And then when that happened, she turned to me and went, "I forgot he got killed." <laughs> she was gutted. Awful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Terrible. Um, well, yeah, it's 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 yeah. I I can't recommend this enough. Definitely, no, it's an absolute classic. It is, yeah, absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, like a lot, especially with our listeners, you you probably you've probably seen it, but in case you haven't, <laughs> yeah. And again, if if you have seen it, and you think, oh yeah, wrote us. Watch it again. You know, it is well worth oh, yeah. well worth a rewatch. Yeah, no, if, if it's been a few years like us, it's probably due for a rewatch. Yeah, it is. Most definitely. And you just enjoy it just as much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a nice HD version on Netflix at the moment. So, uh, yeah, yeah. If you haven't got Netflix or it's not in your region, just get a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Money well spent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that was good then. Two, two ones that yeah, Roadhouse classic and Forbidden World better than expected. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's yeah. We, we've that's done a lot worse than that. Hopeful, <laughs> yeah, the last especially month. the last few months. Yeah, that's uh, we've done a hell of a lot better. Uh, right, we shall be back in a minute. Then, when of course it's your first time watch pick, mate. My first time watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just when you said that, I'm looking at the poster for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which is um, probably going back into the uh, garbage on Prime um, category. Um, it's from 1995, I think it was. Um, but it's got Dan Aykroyd in it. So I'm like, well, you know, 
he was big in the eighties. That's a good eighties link. Come on. So that's link. And to be honest, like um, looking on IMDb, there's a there's a DVD cover, and there's a poster. Um, the poster is incredibly eighties looking. <laughs> yep. So um, it's uh, directed by Bob Hoskins, and it's mm. starring Bob Hoskins mm. and Dan Aykroyd. Although I've got a feeling Dan Aykroyd and Bob Hoskins won't be in it much. Um, <laughs> it's called Rainbow. Four kids and a dog embark on the adventure of a lifetime, a search for the aid of a ra- end of a rainbow. I have never heard of this, mate. Ever. No, I sort of I heard about it a few months ago, and then it had gone on Prime. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, and uh, a little pre-trivia. It's the first ever live-action um, motion picture that was originated... And digital HD video for distribution and exhibition. Oh, bloody hell. I'm already calling that a waste. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw it. I saw Rainbow. You see the title and it's a big rainbow. Obviously, you think Jeffrey Bungle, Zippy, you know, the TV show from here in the UK. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of bungling, but I think it's just going to be the writing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have no idea what to expect from this, mate, at all. I really don't. Um, it, could, it could go either no. way, which is good. No, I've yeah, none, no idea what's going to happen. So it's one of those where it's a family film. We don't do many family films, so it's a, it's a change of pace, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah, it is a change of pace, that's for sure. And what's the running time? Oh, hour, hour 38. Sorry. Ooh, are we going to be looking at our watches or not? I don't know. Um, we just be like jaw dropped. <laughs> wondering what the, what the hell's going on. Uh, my rewatch pick uh, I sent to you said, okay, here's my rewatch pick. Now, I've, I'm 100% sure I've only ever seen this once. And that's way back when, when it came out on VHS. Right. It was released in 1985. Uh, John Travolta, Jamie Lee Curtis. Perfect. And the reason I'm picking it is uh, because I watched... The, I don't know how it came up on YouTube, but the trailer came up on YouTube and Tina said, she's never seen it before. Oh, wow. Mm, and it's that well, long I'm ago. 100%, I'm 100% sure I've only ever seen it once because I've already watched it this year. <laughs> you, yeah, and I sent it to you and I went, it's the rewatch pick. I've only seen it once and I don't remember a thing. And you said, oh, I've watched it this year. <laughs> no, no, but it's your pick, your pick's your pick, and I will watch it again. Yeah, um, there is a, and you've sent, kindly sent it to me, the John Travolta hip-thrusting gif that's out there online from this film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if nothing else, it it brought that to the online world. <laughs> so I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I can't remember a thing about it. I really cannot remember a thing about it. <laughs> so yeah, any listeners' thoughts on those two films? Let us know. Uh, as did I forgot to mention at the end of Roadhouse, we did have some feedback about Roadhouse. Yes, yes. Uh, so on Twitter, um, uh, Colm from Ireland at Psalm sixty seven on Twitter said Roadhouse is my go to for eighties movies. That soundtrack is awesome as well. Well, again, we talked about the soundtrack; it is incredible. So it's good to hear that it's his go to film as well. Uh, Scott Bailey, who's at Bearded Tarquin on Twitter, uh, I spoke to someone recently who said Roadhouse had aged very well, and again, yes, it has. So please, Scott, go and watch it. If you haven't seen it for ages, go and watch it because it has aged. Very well. Yes, yes. Uh, also had some uh, feedback online from the T's, Ben Wyatt. Struth. Uh, Struth. Barbie. Uh, and so on. Striker the Panther. There's one. There's old school. <laughs> cool. I still haven't watched um, Striker the Panther on Blu-ray yet. I've, I've, only, watched that. Double I've bill. only watched Day. Oh, Day and Strike. Great double bill on Blu-ray. That, oh, Yes. Uh, he's the co-host of Bandcast. Um, if you want to go and subscribe to that, please do. Uh, he said, my feedback for Roadhouse, a critically panned movie that I can't really find many faults with. Nice. It's very enjoyable to watch, great soundtrack, fairly good fight choreography, and a protagonist that you can't help but cheer for. The one thing I find very strange about the movie is that they talk about Dalton killing a guy in his past with hushed tones. It makes death feel really serious. But then the movie ends with the raid on the mansion and the townspeople all shooting at the antagonist and pretty much joking about it. 
Yeah, this yeah, is they good. make a joke about a bear falling on someone. Pull the bear, pull the bear, fell on me. Is how one guy finishes it with. This is a great movie and would recommend it to anyone. As did we, Ben. Yes, well said. Uh, yeah, we didn't mention the huge shootout at the end of the film, where just like anything goes, and yeah, yeah, like they they like the townspeople gun down a bad guy, and then the police show up, and everyone's just like, didn't see anything, didn't did see you? No, nope. no. But yeah, no, that's a really good point about like how Dalton's, you know, he killed a man. Oh yeah, if he killed a man, and it's like so serious, and then it's just like, oh, but yeah. this guy's death is yeah. just fucking joke which has got a panda punchline basically <laughs> everybody joined in you shoot him go on it's your turn you shoot him again yeah everyone got every, every... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good point that is it's a it's a wild end to the film that's for sure uh, so yeah, thank you for that feedback, everybody. That was good. We always appreciate that. Um, so yeah, any thoughts, comments before we record uh, about Rainbow, bloody hell, or Perfect? Yeah, <laughs> these are both Perfect. It was um, Prime, wasn't it? Perfect's on Amazon Prime in the UK. Yeah, yeah, as is Rainbow. So they're both on Prime. Might be like I've imagined Rainbow might be in on Prime more in more just than there. It might be worldwide on Prime because it's one of those like yeah. Whereas Perfect is obviously a bit of a bigger film that mm. might just be UK. So, but yeah, if you've if you've got a chance to watch them, let us know what you thought. Yeah, please do. That'd be great, and then we'll read it out on the show. And uh, yeah, any comments or anything about it? Yeah, we'd love to hear. Uh, shall we finish off the show then, mate? We knew this would be a bit of a shorter one. Um, yeah, it'll still be just on, it'll be about an hour. Yeah, so sixty minutes worth. Oh my god! Surely we're not going to live up to the name. <laughs> <laughs> that would be unheard of. How dare we? How dare we? That'd be outrageous. You'll have to tack on an extra minute. Just I will to... do. Yeah, we can't. We can't actually live up to the name. Good God. <laughs> uh, usual things. Uh, website sixty minutes with uk. Contact form on there. Uh, email us direct contact at sixty minutes with uk. Like we said, we'd love to hear your thoughts about Rainbow uh, and Perfect. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at 60 Minutes with Numerical 60, not alphabetical. Plenty of reasons to follow us on, on both of those. Lots of different stuff going up on there, uh, especially on Twitter with competitions, although the competitions are now on Instagram as well. So uh, more chances to win. And bloody hell, there's some good stuff. Going up. If Oh, if only you knew the upcoming stuff. I just put a box set up on there. It's Wurzel Gummidge box set, which is really nice and fabulous films. It's nearly, oh. 40, it's nearly 40 quid to buy. You can win that. All you've got to do is just, you know, retweet. Oh, that was Little Gummidge. I thought that was you. <laughs> it's, yes. It's the box set of my exploits. That makes, that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, it may look like me, mate, but surprisingly enough, it's not. <laughs> uh, upcoming prizes. This one, I'm going to do a, a Christmas special. Oh, uh, and if you were to buy everything that we're going to give away to one lucky winner, it's just shy of £100. Wow. And then like, if you win that, you could like give them to your friends and family. Then you wouldn't have to pay for their presents. Exactly. Christmas scene two, straight away. Yeah. Oh, And you could go, look, I've bought you all of these. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that, there you go. Uh, Reddit as well. Uh, just search Reddit for 60 Minutes with Podcast and you can leave feedback on the shows. That's another way of getting in touch with us. Uh, so there we go. That's the November show done. We've got one more left, not only of the year, mate, one more show left of the decade. We're another decade away from the 80s then. Yeah, like people, I've just thought of this and people are just like, oh, what are your 10 favourite films of a decade? I'm like, oh man, I'm struggling for years. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, isn't it? I saw a great tweet just a few days ago and somebody, I forget who it was, somebody tweeted, uh, I still think the 1980s were 20 years ago. And I was like, yep. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> it's like they're going to be another decade away in like just over a month. Yeah, time. yeah so like, yeah, the nineteen eighties started forty years ago. Oh my god, that is crazy. Well, I wasn't even alive then, so I'm <laughs> alright for now. As I said earlier, I'm still in the thirties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got three more years. Oh. That's, that's... Yeah. Isn't it great, though, how so many bands and actors and everything are still going, though, from the 80s? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Always a treat to see what they're doing next. So. Yeah, definitely. And and we shall be here to uh, to talk Except about Except Steve Metzegau. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. 
I can't I can't imagine anyone describing what he does next as a trait. No. No, probably not. <laughs> uh right until the uh, December show shall we disappear. Let's disappear into a night. Okay, let us uh, just part with a, a very simple goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.